pride is a celebration of the self. And I think that in our culture, that's something that is like, yeah, let's do it. Yes. Let's celebrate the self. And I, I think while there, you know, there's layers of that that are okay, um, I think it's dangerous because then it really discounts just how valuable community and others are. But it also really discredits the sovereignty of God and the fact that we're, it's not about us. Hey, everybody. I'm Lindsay. I'm Suzanne. And welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where our hope is that you engage your faith outside of Sunday. So we've been in the Pure Gospel series where we've been taking a look at the book of Romans. And so today we are joined by our dear friend, Lindsay. Lindsay, thanks for being here today. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Appreciate you. Always. So glad to have you here. <laughs> Always. Um, okay, Lindsay, well, let's dive in. Okay, um, ready. Yeah, she's ready. We're ready. ready. Suzanne? I'm so ready. Let's mm. go. Yes, we woke up ready. <laughs> All right, so we're continuing in Romans chapter two. Uh, we also had our good friend Rodney back oh. this week, which was such a treat. Rodney, we love you. We love do. it. Yes. Love you, so Rodney. He was preaching in Matthews this weekend, and um, Nick, who we love, mm-hmm. was in South Park. South Park. Um, so they looked at Romans chapter two, and they continued to unpack the bad news of brokenness. Um, right. Paul's really hitting this. Um, so Paul kind of calls out the Jewish people for three things for their pride, their perception, and their practice. So I want to kind of spend some time mm. unpacking those three things because I felt very convicted. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ronnie's talking to me. Cool. <laughs> Nick spoke just to me. I don't know about anybody else that was no there else yesterday. <laughs> I can feel myself going, mm, yeah, I was like, doing oh, the yes. No. Uh-huh, pride. Sure. <laughs> so I want to start off with just kind of a light question, but why is sure. pride so dangerous? That is Lindsay? a light question. <laughs> a very, light. very light. Just an icebreaker. Um, sure. Um, well, I think pride is a celebration of the self. Mm-hmm. And I think that in our culture, that's something that is like, yeah, let's do it. Yes. Let's celebrate the self. And I, I think while there, you know, there's layers of that that are okay, um, I think it's dangerous because then it really discounts just how valuable community and others are. But it also really discredits the sovereignty of God and the fact mm-hmm. that we're, it, it's not about us. <laughs> it's about our, how we are a piece of something bigger. And so that's mm-hmm. why I think it's dangerous because it can really divert your focus from this bigger picture and this bigger yeah. story that we're a part of and make us think that it's all about us. Yeah, and good. it's just not. Yeah, it's good. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that you went there. Like, because I think sometimes people go, well, it's, I just need to be more humble. And, mm-hmm. but no, it's when it, when we are promoting self to yes. the point yes. that we lose sight of our creator, um, who yeah. is sovereignly in control. Yeah. I think Rodney talked about that exactly. Mm-hmm. Like their superiority, mm-hmm. their hypocrisy, mm-hmm. their haughtiness. And I love this. I'm literally just going to quote Rodney directly, but he said, pride <laughs> is more dangerous than we realize. Yeah. And that really, that really stuck with mm-hmm. me because I think I can just tend to be like, um, I'm, I'm like mindful of it. I don't know how to word this, but it's just like, it's dangerous. It's more dangerous than we realize it's kind of that having a different view, kind of exactly what you're saying. But, um, and, and Ronnie said, pride likes to hide and it isolates mm-hmm. us, yeah. but pride mm-hmm. is always clearly visible to the Holy spirit. Mm. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think we, kind of coat over it mm. with, I'm just going to be, I'm just helping. I'm mm. just, you know, like I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm good. Yeah. And, and ironically, I remember yesterday morning, mm. I actually was asking people like, are you good? How you doing? Are mm. you good? And it's like, well, I'm putting myself above where everything mm. else is. And I think when we get out of order with the created, mm. with our creator, God, mm. when we get out of order with God, the Holy 
holy God mm-hmm. of the universe. Mm-hmm. When we get that out of order, the pride mm-hmm. just rises and it'll, it'll go mm-hmm. unchecked. Like mm-hmm. it just rises yeah. mm-hmm. unless we continue to check it. And mm-hmm. that is a challenge. Uh-huh. And it'll snowball <clears throat> yes. if you let it mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In what way? I just think, like you said, you could keep it hidden. Yeah. You could keep it unrealized. And mm. so the more you do that, the more it becomes habitual that you yeah. celebrate the self and dwindle the meaning of just everything that's outside mm. of you. And then it becomes the you show. Mm-hmm. And uh, show, if you're yeah. not, if well, you're not and I think the world yeah, says good. you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You take care of you. Nobody you else is going to take care of you. Uh-huh. You take care of you. And so if I'm going to take care of myself, then I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to try to, uh-huh. I want my way. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge. Like, You're right. And if you do yeah. X, Y, and Z, you will get all these things yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. And like that you do you boo. And like the whole, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. what you will, produ- you, yeah. you will produce all of the fruits of your labor. And uh, mm-hmm. it, in my life, I have seen that yeah. to be just not true. I, I, you know, it, it, the irony of that is that it's the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's right. That we're supposed to be cultivating yeah, and that good. we're supposed to look at yeah, and evaluate, not judge. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. Yeah. And that's why I like that when Ronnie said pride is always clearly visible to the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. There's a conviction there, but also, also there's like a freedom, like who is guiding me? Mm-hmm. Am I allowing the spirit to guide me or am I allowing the flesh to guide me? So that was like, I definitely wrote that down. <laughs> like I'm going to pray through that later. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, Lynn's, you kind of, you like made a mention of this, um, just when you were talking earlier, but just about community. Mm. So I want to talk about community and perception and why community is so important um, when it comes to our perception of ourselves and of other people and of God. Right. What do you think of that? Well, I think community is so important because I think when you are part of a community or multiple communities, mm-hmm. it, to do it well and to sustain that involvement, you can't be focused on the self. Um, or you, you you can be a little bit, but if you want the community yeah, to be good. meaningful, you, you have to be focused on something outside yeah. of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so important. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I say all the time, I need all the help I can get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so we, uh, in our lives, we have pockets of communities everywhere and for everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it just reminds Mm -hmm. us that like, we're just a piece of this puzzle, whether it's the puzzle that's our community group or the group of coaches and coaches, wives that we know and love. My husband's a high school football coach. And so we have a community there or, you know, we have four children. And so we've got little communities um, built around their schedules. You know, Mm -hmm. both of our boys play football. Mm -hmm. So we've got a community with, with Ike's football parents and families and Knox's football parents and families. And um, it's so important to remind yourself you're just a piece of it and we're working Mm -hmm. towards something bigger Mm -hmm. whether that something bigger is just to be like a member of that football team or whether that something bigger is you know like tomorrow night I have a, a group of foster moms that come to my house they come every other Tuesday um we're, we're doing this foster care thing together. Mm-hmm. I'm just a piece of it. And just knowing that there is a bigger picture, um, being part of a community mm-hmm. reminds you of that. Mm-hmm. And I think having those circles in your life mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has that community allowed you to see yourself and God differently? Whew. Yeah, that's a big question too, mm-hmm. Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think again, being a part of a community reminds me that, uh, there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of work that I need to continue to do on myself um, to be a, a, a person in that community who's a good contributor. Yeah. And I think it reminds me again of I'm just 
playing the, I'm just doing this part that God has set out for me. Um, again, I, I, I think about my, my foster mama group, for instance, you know, I, I host everybody at my house. Um, but that's what, that's about all I do. A lot of times, yeah. that's what I tell them. They say, "Oh, thank you so much for having us over." I'm like, I really just have a my living room. It's really not a big a, a big thing that I do. But then each person brings a something to the table, and just reminding myself that I I just have a something, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm thankful that God put me in that place to share yeah. that something. Mm-hmm. But man, do people have other somethings that I so mm-hmm. need, and so uh, I'm thankful for that God has provided for me. Yeah, it's really good. I think like community for me, they help me get out of my own head because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I can just be in my head a lot. And what I mean by that is like, I can just start, I can believe things that aren't real or true right. of myself and of God. And um, in some ways, um, I don't mean this in, in a shame way, but some ways that's prideful, you know, where yeah. I'm just constantly thinking about myself instead of like, okay, what does, like, what do I believe about God? Like, what story am I telling about mm-hmm. myself? And so community, especially lately, has been like, all right, Lindsay, here's what's true about you. Here's what's true about God. That's right. And they kind of get me, like, oriented back to the gospel or the bigger stories, what you're describing, yeah. or hope. And so that, like, just brings, like, grace to me. You know, it takes away the pressure. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it mm-hmm. takes the, it brings the grace. I yeah. think it brings the accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you're describing. And yep. that's what I would say is, yep. for me, like, when I'm in community with others, when I'm intentionally mm-hmm. pursuing God with others, yeah. um, they challenge me to go, wait, what, is this you or mm-hmm. is this God? Mm-hmm. That's right. Is this, yeah, that's good. Are you seeking after your, like, am I seeking what mm-hmm. I want in mm-hmm. my achievements or am I really surrendering to God mm-hmm. and walking that out with my kids, with my husband, yeah. with my job, with my, yeah. you know, every, every, with my family, like yeah. every part of life, how am I pursuing after God mm-hmm. or myself? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the challenge yeah. right, that we're talking about. Yeah, that's good. I was actually just, uh, I, was, I was telling you, yeah. you ladies that I had a conference with some of my kids' teachers this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my oldest, his teacher said to me, you know, I'm, I really want to teach them accountability and mm-hmm. I want to teach them leadership within their community. I was like, yes, I love you so much. You know, <laughs> teach me this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Please. And she was talking about how now that they're in fifth grade, she's like, you guys are going to be moving to middle school mm. with one another next year. And you've got to start developing that accountability now mm. so that when you move into those bigger spaces, you have that established mm. where you can hold each other and say, hey, man, like teacher's talking right now. Let's yeah. let's settle down mm-hmm. so that when you get older and the things that you need to be calling each other out about mm. are a little mm-hmm. heavier mm-hmm. and more complicated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of like middle school, when I was in student ministry years ago, um, my boss and my friend Todd, um, our mission and our like plumb line and our prayer for years is that we want to see students, we want students to see differently. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like our mission and that kind of our driving force. And so we want students to see themselves differently. We want students to see other people differently and we want people to, or students to see God differently. Mm -hmm. And so see themselves in light of the gospel, see other people as the image of God that they are and to see God as, as you know, who he is and his character. And so that was like our daily, basically daily prayer, what we would come back to Mm -hmm. is we want students um, to see differently. Um, so, and I'm like, oh, that's my prayer for myself too. (laughs) It's like, and that's what community does for a thing, you know, and like leaders and mentors and teachers, you Mm -hmm. know, they help you see differently. Because we have a limited view. We can only see so far. And, yeah. we, and a lot of times our view, mm-hmm. my view gets stuck on me mm-hmm. and yeah. what I'm in, yes. in, the, in the middle of yeah. my day. And when I'm stuck on me, mm-hmm. I lose sight of who God is mm-hmm. and who he says I am. So I lose sight of my identity yeah. and in him. And so when I lose that, 
I also lose the focus of what the impact can be, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, how I impact others, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I come out of the day just being selfish and yeah. snarky mm-hmm. and <laughs> snarky. <laughs> <laughs> this is harsh, but mm-hmm. it's the reality of yeah. when I have my focus on Christ or when that's I good. have my focus on me. Yeah, that's good. And I think the most in my life, the moments that have spoken, like where there's been the most truth mm-hmm. revealed, have been when I've been in community circles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, truly, when I look back at just some decisions that I was encountering in my life. Mm. Um, and I was sitting in that space of what, what am I, what's mm. to happen next or what am I to do? It was community members leaning into me and saying, well, what, where's, where do you feel God in that? And I was yeah, like, oh yeah, good. okay. Okay. This is good. This, this is, is good. good. Or encouraging me to, to notice something or to lean into something that I, I actually wasn't even thinking about or wasn't even paying attention to. Um, you know, I laugh because I was in, this was years ago when, gosh, it was probably seven or eight years ago, I was in a community group um, with Emily mm-hmm. uh, Espinosa, and she and I are dear friends. And I, Zach and I were contemplating whether we were to jump into fostering. We could feel God mm-hmm. nudging us to foster. And I kind of was like, nah, uh-uh. We, I don't know that down. we're ready yeah. for that. And mm-hmm. we went as a, as a group of us here at New City, we went to a conference down in at the orange conference Mm -hmm. down in Atlanta. And we just, there were so many moments where Emily looked at me, she was like, I hope you're listening to what God's saying to you. And I was like, will you stop it right now? (laughs) And we went back to our small group Mm -hmm. that Wednesday. And she was like, there was so much talk of fostering at that convention Mm -hmm. at that, at that conference. Um, did you hear it? And I was like, yeah, I heard it. Okay. Thank thank you you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) And I I mean, in group, I mean, there was really the, I think, I think this is God calling Mm -hmm. you to do this and thank God. She, she, she nudged me and told me to pay attention to God's nudges because, oh my gosh, it's, it's redirected our life in a way that God saw because mm. she knew you well enough and to she knew know yeah, that that's good. what God was speaking to you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. were, you felt safe enough to share what you thought God was saying to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And then she was able to encourage you forward. Yeah, that's good. It's for really sure. Good. It's beautiful. It's really Thanks for sharing that. Thank you for letting me share it. Uh, Absolutely. Always. <laughs> yeah, always. Okay. So the last thing, um, we talked about pride, perception, and practice is the last one. Um, so Paul's calling out the Jewish people in Romans for their practice. So they did something differently than their word said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Nick referenced this, but, um, Rodney referenced this Brennan Manning quote. Yeah, they both did. Oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny. I was in the back listening and in my brain, I'm like, oh, that's from like a DC talk album. Anybody grow up nineties yeah, Christian music? I, I, I grew up on <laughs> DC talk. that Jesus freak album. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there's a quote from, I did not, but I've seen oh, those. Um, I went to the concert. They're really something. I love yeah, DC talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he was like, yeah, this is from a DC talk or like they reference this. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so the quote, I'll read it. Um, it's from Brennan Manning. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, He says the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today Mm. is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Thoughts on this quote, Lynn? Yeah, (laughs) that'll get you. Yeah, that will get you. So So, I mean, or or like even just like what kind of witness should we desire to be for those in our circles who maybe don't know? Jesus. I mean, we are supposed to be the representation Mm -hmm. of what God's love looks like and what it looks like to to try to do this 
this thing and find and follow Jesus. Right. And, mm-hmm. and if we're the representation of that and yeah. we, we speak it, but then we turn away from it when we really need to practice it. Well, that, that teaches people mm-hmm. that, you know, Jesus and God are conditional, mm-hmm. um, and circumstantial and that's just not true. Um, and I think we are really tasked with, you know, keeping our eyes fixed on something bigger, something greater, something more sovereign, mm-hmm. but also not losing our humanity in that. Um, and get, and showing people, hey, I'm living in the thick of some, uh, of some things right here. I'm sitting in some heavy circumstances right here, and I am really, really feeling the weight of it. Mm-hmm. But I've got my Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that those things are non-existent and then I'm not experiencing the hurt or the pain that this world brings, but I'm also going to continue to keep my eyes fixed on the, the the one who's going to make it, you know, who's going to put it all back together and sit Mm -hmm. in that with me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, my, my husband always talks about how he preaches the the importance of integrity. He talks about it a lot to his, um, to our children, but also to his football players. He's like, you know, we, we, what we carry with us is, is bigger than ourselves. And so what, how, Think about what you're representing, and in this case, who you're representing, and how you need to make sure that you're you're doing what you say you're going to be doing, mm-hmm. and even if nobody's watching, and especially when nobody's watching, mm-hmm. and having integrity, and actually putting into practice the things that you preach. And I think mm-hmm. that, that that's hard to do. Yes. That is very hard to do. I mean, I talk a lot about just in, in my uh, in my world parenting I talk a lot about parenting and, and, and what you should do with in this this scenario whether you're dealing with your biological child or whether you're dealing with your foster mm-hmm. child I, mean, I, I do a lot of that work and then when I get home with my own kids it's very hard sometimes to like <laughs> practice what I was just preaching you yeah. know but I, I think that that's a, a really hard thing to do but that's what we're called to do mm-hmm. is just represent Jesus yeah yeah that's really good Yep, I love that. I have nothing and else I, to add to that. And that was good. No, it was really good. <laughs> that was no. correct. Yeah. No, okay. correct. correct. But I think you no. said something that's really important, mm-hmm. and that is we carry the weight of what we're walking through, mm-hmm. but we're supposed to carry it in a way that mm-hmm. shows that we are still surrendered to Christ. Yeah. We don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have all the answers, mm-hmm. but we're going to walk it out yeah. um, as faithfully as we can. Mm-hmm. So it, we have hard days. Yeah. We have good days. We have bad days. <laughs> yeah but we are still walking in surrender with our savior. Mm -hmm. And And I think that's the hardest to do when things are weighty, Mm -hmm. when things are hard. I say Mm -hmm. to my friends and my family a lot, like when things are hard, when things are weighty, Mm -hmm. let's sit in that. Then Mm. I think sometimes we feel the, uh, the pressure as Christians to move aside from like, we're not going to sit in it. We're not going to sit in it. We're just going to get up. Keep moving. God's going to work it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For sure. He will, but let's sit in it. Yeah. And so I think, doing that for other people is what Jesus does with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have felt his presence and I continue to feel his presence the most when I'm in that valley, right? That's one of my favorite messages that Rodney has ever delivered is his value in the valley message because it's so right. Like there is value in the valley and I feel his presence in the valley. So we need to do that for other people. You know, a lot of times we look at the brokenness in this world or the the weight of this world and say, oh, that's hard. And that's, and I'm going to pray. Okay. But let's get in there. Mm-hmm. Let's get in there to that brokenness, to that heavy, and let's sit with those people, regardless of who those people are, or regardless of what that brokenness looks like. Let's sit in it because that's exactly what Jesus does for us. Mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. Amen. Um, so I want to transition to the bottom line this okay. week. Um, is the only way is the way of the heart. 
Um, so I want to give a little context about the heart um, before yeah. we kind of unpack that. Okay. Um, I read something by Henry Nouwen um, several years ago. The book's called The Way of the Heart. Um, and he kind of helped me see what we what scripture means when they say heart. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the psalm that's like... Uh, something about the wellspring like the the heart is kind of uh is i don't know oh yeah yeah the, well, the, uh-huh. and it's like good. Mm-hmm. it's 34 yes oh Look there you go oh, wow Ow. nice <laughs> um and i think i had just a very limited idea of like heart is love and like that's where you feel love uh, no so i want to read um <laughs> just this definitely yeah seriously <laughs> i want to read this definition that henry nowen writes about what the heart is um just to kind of give some context when yeah. we talk about this so sure says, from the heart arise unknowable impulses as well as conscious feelings, moods, and wishes. The heart, too, has its reasons and is the center of perception and understanding. Finally, the heart is the seat of the will. It makes plans and comes to good decisions. Thus, the heart is the central and unifying organ of our personal life. Our heart determines our personality and is therefore not only the place where God dwells, that's good, but also the place to which Satan directs his fiercest attacks. Mm. It is this heart that is the place of prayer. The prayer of the heart is a prayer that directs itself to God from the center of the person and thus affects the whole of our humanness. So it's like the heart is the center of who Mm -hmm. we are, you know, and it's like the seat of our will. um, And it's the central unifying organ of our personal life. Um, It's kind of a big deal. It's a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like, (laughs) yes, that's why like guard your heart, even that verse. Mm -hmm. Like I think in like a romantic situation, it can just feel cheesy, but it's like, no, like this is the very center of like who you are, Mm -hmm. you know? And so anyway, would love to kind of in light of that, like, can you unpack the bottom line for us? The only way is the way of the heart. Well, I think it goes back to, you can focus on mm. all these things in the exterior and those, you yeah. know, those outer circles and say, oh, I'm mm. going to get right here. I'm going to get right here. I'm yeah. going to do this here. I'm going to do this there. But if it doesn't start at kind of the, the heart or like mm. the, the nucleus the of center, the, yeah. uh, right, mm-hmm. it's not going to, it's not going to, it's only going to go so far. Um, when I was a student teacher, my mentor teacher, she was amazing, just an amazing human and just a great mentor. And we were talking about what, you know, new teachers love to talk about and all teachers love to talk about is classroom management. Okay. Okay, how to manage behavior, how to handle behavior, uh, and just like what that looks like. And she was mentoring me through that because I was, you know, I was going to be starting teaching at a Title I school. And so mm-hmm. um, she was talking to me about just different behaviors and things to think about and things to contemplate. And she said, it's going to be really easy for you to focus on the behaviors of what the, you know, some of these things that these children are doing or saying or what they are, you know, what, what you see. And she said, I would encourage you to not focus on that. Try to get to the heart Mm -hmm. of what's going on, Mm -hmm. why he might have done that, why she might have said that, why that, you know, why that might have transpired that way. Because if you can get to the heart of the issue and figure out what the motivation behind the behavior is, as opposed to the behavior itself, it'll take you a lot further. And at the time I was like, all right. Because I was, you know, 20 years old and about to start teaching. But man, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 39. I've been out of the classroom now for seven years, and I still remember that. Mm-hmm. And I still use that advice to this day, um, whether it's parenting my own children or, you know, engaging with other children or athletes or whatever it is. I mean, it, because it starts there and everything mm-hmm. kind of stems and branches out yeah, from there. That's really good. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and I love to. 
um, Rodney had this quote, if you want to be right before God, surrender your heart. So surrender the thing you hold dear, the thing most mm-hmm. precious to you. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Just a small little thing to do. Sure. Well, but <laughs> I, think, yes. I think sometimes we can, we get confused about what's supposed to be the most precious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we guard, maybe our, we try to think about guarding our thoughts or we mm-hmm. kind of guard ourselves, or we guard our stuff or we guard, like we mm-hmm. put fences around uh-huh. the things that we want to guard, mm-hmm. but it's really our heart that mm-hmm. is literally what the scripture says it's the wellspring it's the beginning it is the seat Mm -hmm. of our will and emotions and all Mm -hmm. the things and so getting to the heart of it is Mm -hmm. getting to really what is Mm -hmm. what's the motivation and if that's surrender to god or if Mm -hmm. that's more about me yeah it's good um yeah then it's i'm in trouble yeah right we're all in trouble (laughs) yeah well, Rodney gave just kind of as we wrap up, Rodney gave two points as his practical application um, and really kind of just places for us to be praying mm-hmm. this week that we would pray for youthful curiosity mm-hmm. and courageous obedience. So I'd love to unpack those. Um, I love like the words that he's adding in front of these. So it's not just curiosity. It's not just obedience, youthful curiosity and courageous obedience. Um, so I would love to like unpack curiosity. Like what's it mean to be curious and why do you think he added youthful yeah. <laughs> before curiosity? Well, I think when you're curious about something, mm-hmm. we all love to, you know, the, the Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso yeah, yeah. quote, quote. <laughs> um, but I mean, when you're curious about something, you, it, it's really kind of two things. You acknowledge that you, that you don't know something and that you actually, and then the second thing is you're going to seek to find out. And so I think that notion of being curious is, again, it it really makes it so you step outside of yourself and realize, oh, there's a something out there and I don't know much about it and I would, and I would like to. Mm -hmm. And so it's instantly humbling, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think adding that adjective youthful there is because oftentimes that that's what kiddos do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you know, I love children and I've done a lot of work with children, but I think what's so there's a lot of things that are endearing about children. Um, And then obviously the the Bible preaches that we're to come to Jesus like a child. And it's because children are in the business of learning. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it looks different with every kid. And some kids might say they're not in the business of learning, but yes, they are. Okay, so they're in the business of learning because they they don't have as much experience or inevitably as much wisdom as they've not walked this earth as long as adults have. And so they're in the business of trying to find out new things Mm -hmm. and trying to realize, oh, there's things out there of which I'm unaware Mm -hmm. and I'd like to figure it out. And it's just so cool to think, oh, that's that's kind of the perspective that we're to keep is what it comes down to is there's stuff out there and I don't know about it and I want to know about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what we're called to do. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, go ahead. Keep asking why. You know, the child that always asks mm-hmm. why. It's exhausting given, when they're a toddler. It is but cool exhausting. When yeah. <laughs> but, but I think that's, but it's, yeah. that's the posture I think we're yeah, called to. Yeah. Rodney was like the catalyst for change is curiosity. Oh yeah, I know. It's like that's so good. Well, and again, because yeah. if you're when you're curious about something, it's something that you're not currently doing or mm-hmm. con- currently knowledgeable about. And so, if you find out about it, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that w- once you know, you can't unknow. And so, inevitably, change will ensue mm-hmm. if if you if you lean into that. It's good. Very good. All right, let's end with a courageous obedience. Um, so I'd love to unpack that and what's obedience looked like for you and, um, why courageous, why courageous, 
Okay. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts on this one, which I, Perfect. I told you. Um, yeah. And so I think obedience, we, we think of like, I mean, the, the child who just says, yes, ma'am, or the, the obedient child or the obedient, I hate to use this parallel, but the, I think of obedient school for like dogs. You know, it's awful to think like that, but it's like, we're just supposed to be obedient. We're supposed to follow the rules. And I think there's this notion sometimes that that's what Christianity is, mm. is just obedience and following rules. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with a big no on that one because that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, obedience is is feeling this in your heart. Gosh, I love Jesus, man, and I'm going to do what he calls me to do. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's uncomfortable. And that I think that's where the, the adjective courageous comes in, um, in that w- if you're called to do something and you're going to obey, it needs to require a little bit of risk or a lot of risk and put you in places where you feel uncomfortable and that's valuable because then you lean on God against something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. If it's courageous obedience, you can't rely on just yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got to rely on other people and you've got to rely on someone who is much bigger and stronger than you, mm-hmm. our Heavenly Father. And so I think um, when you're a Jesus follower, I I say this to my kids all the time, anything worth doing usually starts off scary Mm -hmm. and probably continues Mm -hmm. to be scary. Let's let's call it what Mm -hmm. it is. And so there have been moments in our lives where, you know, as a family, we have felt like, oh, God's, you know, God's calling us to this. Um, The biggest thing for us is fostering. I mean, it's I mean, there's been a lot of things that we felt called into, but the biggest thing and the most transformational thing has been fostering. And it scares me to death every single day. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. And when we initially started it, like I said, I could feel those nudges from him and feel those nudges from uh, dear friends like Emily. And I remember saying, I'm not going to do that. Mm. And then there were many things that happened, you know, after that. And then in the midst of that season, where I was like, okay, I mean, this is what God is calling us to do. We don't know. I always joke that you asked me to do my taxes. I don't know where to start. I have no idea how to, where to start. But when it comes to a child, I have a lot of experience with children, as does my husband. And when we were, you know, what I call kind of angry praying to God, are we sure this is what you want us to do? I could just feel him nudging us in that direction. And it scared us to death. I mean, we laugh because even after our first class, Zach was like, um, we can't do this. And I was like, yeah but we're going to write. Mm. And it's yeah. like, yeah, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And here we are five years later. And oh my gosh, we're so glad that we did it and continue to do it. And we're doing other things in the foster care world that if we wouldn't have said yes, uh, that did require a lot of bravery and obedience beyond anything that made logistical sense, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are. I mean, and so I think that that's what's required of us mm-hmm. as Christians is to say, I'm going to follow Jesus, even if, um, if the, if the world was looking at me, they would think that I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. Yeah. Well, you already answered my last question. Where do we Shoot. draw our courage from? And you just <laughs> talked about something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I have a friend that always says like, we are not the source. We are the conduit. Yes. And so like, who, what is the source and who is the source? Well, I think it also, it, it can really enliven mm-hmm. people around you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think about this foster care journey of ours and so many of our community circles that I referenced are res- resulted from our saying yes to fostering. Mm-hmm. And there are so many times where I'll look at my, just the logistics of my day, whether it's somebody who needs to be at a therapy or somebody who needs to be at a visit or somebody who needs to be at a somebody. And then we got to get to Zach's game because it's Friday night. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do all of this. And that's where my community says, Hey, I'll pick him up from here. Hey, I'll drop her off here. Hey, I'm going to feed them dinner. And I'm like, thank you so much. 
because mm-hmm. I cannot do it, you know, mm-hmm. myself. Or we have these communities of people that we've been exposed to and we're like, thank God for them, you know, but it's mm-hmm. again, just a reminder of God will put those things mm-hmm. and those pieces into place. And thank goodness, because if it was left to me, I'd be a disaster. Yeah. I am a disaster, but it would even be more disastrous. <laughs> well, but I think what you're saying is the sovereign God of the universe, who is our father yeah. and God, and you know, he has orchestrated mm-hmm. and put into place the pieces and the people and the places that we're supposed to be in. And when you walk out that obedience, mm-hmm. he meets you there. He meets yeah. you with the community that you need. He meets us with the grace and mm-hmm. the mercy and the love and the people that we need to be in our lives. And the courageous obedience is what it we're called yeah. to. And Amen. when you keep yourself in a place of safety, mm-hmm. you're going to see Jesus, mm-hmm. um, but you're going to see him in a way that is just unmatched when you put yourself mm-hmm. in a place that's uncomfortable. I, I mean, that. Zach and I will look back so many mm-hmm. times and we're like, oh my gosh, look at what he just did right mm-hmm. there. Or I'll say to uh, to my, my coworker, Christy, who's working on the Isaiah 117 house with me, we will step back. You know, we had our big fundraiser last Tuesday and we'll step back and be like, oh. <laughs> Look at how he showed up. And it has nothing to do with me because if it had everything to do, it would just have fallen flat. But it's like, oh, my gosh, he just the ways that he shows up are in ways that is that only he's capable of, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. for sure. Amen. Amen. That's great. That's a great way to end. I love that. Okay. Thanks, Lens, for being here. <laughs> I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind closing us in sure. some prayer? I'd love yep. to. Um, God, I thank you for this space. I thank you for Suzanne and for Lindsay and just this chance to have a conversation about what it looks like to do uh, this human thing and Mm -hmm. to continue to try to find and follow you, Jesus. And sometimes that can feel hard, especially in a culture where we're to kind of um, celebrate the self and celebrate all of these accomplishments and all of these things that we've produced. And um, I just ask you, Lord, to remind us mm-hmm. to practice humility and to practice looking outside of ourselves, whether it be a community members, circles of friends or family or um, people who are in our lives that you have put there. And to most importantly, look at you and look at how powerful and how big you are, um, and that is of a magnitude that we could never even come close to matching. Mm -hmm. So please remind us to lean into that, to lean into you, um, especially in those moments where we want to turn towards ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. You can listen to this episode wherever you find your podcasts. See you next time. 